Welcome, everybody, to our weekly Torah podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's for Eira. This podcast is dedicated in memory of Mr. Harold Pasternak, Herschel ben David. This week we bring, the Torah talks about the different plagues that Hashem brought upon the Egyptian people, the first seven plagues, because Paro refused to let the Jewish people go from Mitzrayim, from Egypt. The first plague was the plague of blood. Hashem tells Aaron, Shem tells Moshe rather, to tell Aaron to take his staff and to spread it over the water, and all the water throughout the entire country will become blood. Aaron did so, and indeed that's what happened. The water, water, every place, and all the rivers, all the brooks and streams and pools became blood. It was a terrible, it created a terrible calamity in amongst the Egyptians. The second plague was the plague of Tzavardea, the plague of frogs. Here too, Hashem tells Moshe, tell Aaron to take his staff and to spread it, to, to, to stretch out over the waters of, the, of Egypt and the frogs will jump forth from the waters and they'll cover and swarm throughout the entire country. There too, the posse tells us, Aaron spread his hand and indeed the frogs came and they covered the entire land of Mitzrayim, the entire land of Egypt. The third plague was the plague of Kinim, the plague of lice. Again, Hashem tells Moshe, speak to Aaron to take his staff and to hit the earth of Mitzrayim, of Egypt, and the earth, the dust itself, will become Kinim, will become lice throughout the land of Mitzrayim. And Aaron took his staff and hit the earth. Indeed, the Kinim, the lice came and they, they burrowed, their, buried their way, burrowed their way into the human beings, into the animals, and the entire land was covered with lice. There's an interesting midrash in these psukim that asks, why is it that Hashem told Moshe that Aaron should be the one to stretch his hand to take his staff over the water and hit the earth regarding the kinim, the, earth, the lice? Why couldn't Moshe do it himself? It's true that Moshe needed the assistance of Aaron, perhaps, when it came to speaking to Paro, because Moshe felt he was loved by Devorim. He wasn't capable of being able to speak very clearly. But we're not talking about speaking over here. It's a matter of bringing the plague. Why was Aaron necessary? Why couldn't Moshe do it himself? The Midrash tells us a fascinating idea. It's because Moshe owed a debt of gratitude to both the Nile River as well as to the land of Mitzrayim, to the earth of Mitzrayim, too. As a baby, when his mother was no longer able to hide him from the eyes of the Egyptians, she put him in a little basket and put him into the bulrushes at the side of the bank of the river. And they floated in the river. The river saved his life till he was picked up by the daughter of Paro and raised in the palace of Paro. Moshe never forgot that debt of gratitude that he had to the water. And therefore, it would not have been, it would not have been appropriate for him to go and to be able to smite the water and turn it into blood. The earth also had saved Moshe. When Moshe had gone out and seen the Egyptian beating the Jew, and Posse tells us they turned both ways to make sure nobody was watching, and he killed the Egyptian. And then he covered him up, and covered him, buried him under the earth, and the earth pretty much covered his tracks, so to say. And for that reason, Moshe also had a debt of gratitude to the earth and would not have been appropriate for him to hit the earth and thereby bring about the plague. That's what the Medrash tells us. Abelio Dessler, the Mirta Melio, points out a very interesting observation and very perhaps 
a novel insight into the whole concept of expressing appreciation, feeling gratitude. First, ask a few questions. Number one, we understand the idea of appreciation to a person. But what kind of gratitude would a person have to have something which is inanimate? Would a person feel gratitude to a chair because he sits on it and without the chair he'd fall on the floor? Kind of hard to imagine feeling gratitude something which has no feelings at all. Second of all, the earth and the water didn't do anything special for Moshe. The water does what it always does. When you put something in the water, it floats. When you put something into a hole in the ground, the ground's going to cover it over. The water, the water and the earth didn't go out of the way. It didn't do anything special for Moshe. Therefore, what kind of gratitude did he have to have to it? Number three, it would seem that as a result of the plagues, a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name came into being. People saw the miracle of how the water turned into blood, how the earth turned into lice and the frogs. They were amazed at the hand of Hashem. They saw clearly Hashem's mastery and control over entire creation. Furthermore, when, they, when the Egyptians themselves saw the meter connected meter, the measure for measure, Every single sin that they committed to the Jewish people was visited back upon themselves. The Jews had almost despaired when the Egyptians had made the decree that the Jewish babies would be thrown into the water and be killed. They almost despaired of the fact that Hashem was interested in them, was taking care of, was looking after them. But then all of a sudden, the decree came against the Egyptians, and that very same water was now turned into blood. And they saw Hashem's master and Hashem punishing the Egyptians measure for measure. The Egyptians made all kinds of noises and didn't allow the Jewish people to sleep, to sleep through a, a, a fitful night of sleep. And therefore, as a result, measure for measure, the frogs came and kept them up with croaking the entire night that nobody could sleep. The Jewish people were not allowed to bathe in, in Egypt. The Egyptians beat them and made them live in filth. As a result of that measure for measure, they were punished too with the plague of lice. So a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name, came about through these plagues. That being the case, what was wrong with Moshe bringing the plague through the water and through the earth? He was sanctifying God's name. That's a positive thing. What's the problem? Why, why, were they, why, why was it a lack of gratitude? And the fourth question we can perhaps ask is, is that if indeed it was inappropriate for Moshe to go about doing it, why was it any better if he allowed Aaron to do it? I mean, if, if, if I'm not supposed to do something, I can, okay, you do it for me. That wouldn't make it, it wouldn't make any sense. How does it make it any better at all? If Dessler, as a result of these questions, introduces us to a very beautiful insight into Akara Satov appreciation. We oftentimes think that as a benefactor, when I do a favor to somebody else, I'm owed the gratitude. In other words, if I did you a favor, I expect you to either pay me back some kind of reciprocity, to pay me back, to be able to express, to say thank you, whatever it might be. But it would, it would make sense that you should, have to, you should have to say something back to me. You should have to show me your, your appreciation. And when you don't show the appreciation, I feel miffed. I feel a little bit insulted. Here I went out of my way to do something for you, and you don't have any gratitude at all. If Dessa says that's a mistake, though, certainly it might be true that the person has to show gratitude. But that's between the person and the Almighty, between the person and God. God wants to see that the beneficiary feels gratitude to his benefactor. 
the benefactor has no right to claim it, so to say. I'll give you an example. Imagine you're driving down the street and somebody's trying to get out of that parking lot or of the driveway. And you stop and you allow them to go. Now, usually there's an expectation that the person will wave or smile or something something like that as a gesture of appreciation. But imagine you stopped and the person pulls out of the driveway or pulls out of the parking lot and just totally ignores you and keeps on going their way. I can't tell about anybody else, but I would feel pretty insulted at that point in time. And somebody asked me, let's say if you had the opportunity to, to rewind for a few minutes and this, you came into the same scenario, would you let the person go? I would venture to say that many people probably would say, that's the way the person behaves, doesn't show any gratitude. I'm not going to let this time, I'm not going to let him go. But would that be the proper thing to do? Why did I let the person go in the first place? Was it because I expected gratitude? Or was it because I wanted to be a nice person? The person was a needy person. The person had to get into the high, get into the street, so I helped them out. Certainly, we like gratitude. But it would be wrong for us to base our actions on the expectation of some sum of reciprocity, some sort of gratitude. Gratitude, indeed, is an obligation. But I have no right to, to demand the gratitude. That's between the person and God. If the person doesn't show the gratitude, that's between, that's Shem have it out with him afterwards. But I can't, it would be wrong for me to bear a grudge to somebody because they didn't say thank you to me. With this, we can understand a very beautiful insight now. Indeed, the water and the earth were inanimate objects. Therefore, as such, they didn't know the difference if, he would, if Moshe would feel gratitude, wouldn't feel gratitude, show gratitude. But Moshe himself was a beneficiary. He was a recipient of the kindness from the water and from the earth. Their water and earth may not have had any intentions of doing kindness. They did what they always did. But the fact is Moshe was a beneficiary of the water and of the earth. And therefore it was incumbent upon him to feel and to express and to show his gratitude. It doesn't make a difference if they know the difference, they don't know the difference. He has to to feel that gratitude, and therefore it would have been inappropriate for him to ask Aaron to, to, to hit the water himself. Therefore, he had to have Aaron hit the water instead. For that reason, too, although it may have been a great Kiddush Hashem, something positive came about as a result of the plagues. But nevertheless, by Moshe hitting the water, hitting the earth, he would have been training his body to repay good with bad. And that was wrong. Certainly something good camp out from it. But for training his body, his hand, to go hit that which benefit that which that which gave him gave him a kindness, that which helped him out. And to train his body to go hit that which helped him, that would have been wrong. And that's why Moshe was not allowed to do it. And for that reason now we can understand better why it's acceptable for Aaron to go do that. Because indeed, since there was a kid Hashem, something positive came out as a result, therefore Certainly, it's good for Aaron to be able to bring about the plague. Moshe couldn't do it because Moshe would have been training his body to repay goodness with badness, and that's wrong. But to have somebody else do it, that wouldn't have been a problem at all because, indeed, it was a positive act, something good, something beneficial. Kid Hashem came about as a result of it. Well, this we can understand another idea, too. By the plague of Kenim, we said, Moshe was not allowed to hit the earth because he was a beneficiary of the earth. The earth had protected him, it saved him, so to say, when he hid the Egyptian. But the reality is, it was short-lived. 
somebody informed to Paro about the fact that Moshe had killed the Egyptian, and therefore Paro wanted to kill him, and Moshe was forced to flee Egypt to go to Midian. So therefore, even though temporarily he may have been a beneficiary of the earth, but nothing really came about as a result of that. He was still, it was still ultimately, until it came about, he was still, he was still forced to flee. If that being the case, why bother? What's, what's the gratitude for? I didn't really get anything out of it. But the answer is, like it just what we said before, it doesn't make a difference, the intention. The intentions, it doesn't make a difference, just like it would say if the, person, if the person didn't have intention, the earth didn't have intention either. But the fact is, temporarily, Moshe received something good. Moshe recognized that there was possibility he could have benefited from this earth. Somebody else came and messed it up. Somebody else told the king about it. That's true. He wasn't successful in being able, the earth wasn't successful in ultimately saving his life. But since the intention was there, and again, even though the earth obviously doesn't have any intentions, but the possibility of the earth doing what it would normally do, for that, that would still be reason for emotion to be able to, to be able to express his gratitude. The fact that water didn't go out of its way, the earth didn't go out of its way, notwithstanding. Because sometimes we think, go to a store and the, and the, and the clerk you know, it takes us and we find trying to find some a clerk shows it where it is. So he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. That's what he's being paid for. But the fact is, I still received benefit. It still helped me. And therefore, as such, it's important for me to be able to feel that sense of gratitude. Avdes is telling us a very important principle in Judaism. Gratitude, hakara satov, is a central theme in the Torah. And therefore, as such, it's extremely important for us to be able to develop and to be able to feel and to work on trying to feel that sense of gratitude. Even if we think perhaps the person or the being may not be entitled to it, it doesn't make a difference. It wasn't successful. We have to be able to train ourselves to be able to feel that sense of gratitude, that sense of appreciation when, when we are the beneficiaries of a kindness. Have a great week, everybody. And Mrs. Hashem will be together again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.